1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. He's here. It's Rob West of Faith and Finance Live. You hear him every afternoon here on 88.9 Moody Radio. And every month he joins us live on Mornings with Tom and Tobby to answer your questions and to give us specific advice for our finances. Good morning to you, Rob. Good morning. It's great to be with you. Hey, Rob, I, I just wanted to just start here because it's a new year. Um, all of us are taking a look at our finances last year and the collective, um, I guess, sentiment around our finances from last year is ee. <laughs> so, so we may need to look at it a little bit differently this year. Can you help us? Yeah, I can. And, you know, it's really challenging. I mean, we, we laugh. And yet, you know, when we think about inflation, I mean, a couple of years ago, we were up over 9% inflation. Well, now we're back down in the threes, which, you know, we're still feeling mm. it depending on where you're, you know, shopping the grocery store. We're feeling a little more and gas is creeping up. But here's the thing. Just because we're in the three debt, that doesn't unwind what we experienced a couple of years ago. Inflation is cumulative. So it's all on top of last year, right? So it was nine. And then on top of that nine, it was four. And now on top of that, it's another three. So things are more expensive, which means we need to really go back and get an honest picture of what are we spending? Because there's a reason that credit card debt is now over, listen to this, a trillion dollars owed. That's mm. with a T at the average interest rate is now 22%. I mean, the reason is we've run through that savings we built up during COVID, and now we're starting to eat into it because we didn't readjust our budgets in light of things costing more. You know, I can't take my family of six, you know, out anywhere to eat, even just the local, you know, taco place without spending 60 or $70, mm. let alone, you know, a hundred in some cases. Well, that's expensive and that adds up. So, we need to have that plan. It has to start with our values and priorities because we need to remind ourselves of the why. Why are we doing this? Why are we cutting back? Why are we depriving ourselves of certain things? Well, the reason is because we want to balance the budget. We're managers of God's resources. We're to be found faithful. And the only way we're ever going to accomplish our goals, whether that's giving more or saving or paying down debt, is by living on less than we earn because that cushion or that margin is the only way we can fund those goals. Mm, okay. All right. So you're hearing from Rob West of Faith and Finance, and we're talking about getting ourselves out of this situation of debt that many of us have found ourselves in. And we're also taking your questions at 423-629-8900.
Okay, so Rob, just just walk me through this then. Uh, You talked about, in generalities, uh, spending plans and things like that. What are some of the basics that we need to do in order to truly get out from from the situation we've put ourselves in? Yeah. Well, in order to have that spending plan, and, and maybe you've had one and it just didn't work, maybe you've never had one, I think the key is heading into this new year is to say, I need a some sort of plan. I also need to make sure that plan fits my personality because if I get the best plan in the world and then I stick it in a drawer and don't look at it again because it just doesn't work for me, then it's of no value. So I've got to find a system that works for me, whether you're the, the shoebox person, you just put all the receipts in a shoebox, maybe you're the, you know, the physical envelope person where you fund envelopes for the discretionary categories. Maybe you're a spreadsheet wizard. Maybe you use the FaithFi app or you want to. Whatever it is, you need to find something that works for you. But the beginning place is to say, what is reality? What is actually going on today? And here's the key for that. It's not only getting those things in the starting budget that you get a bill for, like your utilities and your mortgage payment. It's getting those things you don't get a bill for in there. It's the eating out and the clothing fund and the coffee shops and the vacations and the entertainment. Those aren't bad things. They just need to be in the budget. And you also need to get those things in there that don't happen every month. So you might have a semi-annual insurance payment. Christmas comes once a year, but what if we saved one-twelfth of what we need for Christmas every month? And that went into a savings account, and we knew that's what it was for. So when we get everything in, what you may find is, oh, I'm actually spending, if I'm, if I'm really honest, I'm spending more than I'm earning. Well, now we've got to do the hard work of trimming. Again, remind yourself why. The why is I want to be able to accomplish the goals that God has given me, and so I'm going to cut back. I'm going to dial in my eating out, and I'm, you know, I'm going to limit myself to a certain amount per month, and when I run out of that, I'm done. And I'm going to cancel some streaming subscriptions, and I'm going to do what I have to do. You may need to sell a car. I mean, it may get serious. But once then you dial it back to something that allows you to have margin— Well, now we need a system to control the flow of money that works for us, and that's where we need to be really honest about our personalities. And if we're married, we need to come together as husband and wife say, how are we going to work on this together? What's a system that's going to work for us where we don't feel constrained or limited, where each of us is reflected appropriately at the budget? You know, maybe I've got a certain amount every month that I can just do whatever I want with. And if I have a hobby or I I enjoy, you know, a certain coffee shop on the way to work, fine. But I need it in the plan because the only way I'm ultimately going to get where I believe God is taking me is if I give every dollar a name or give every dollar a job and not just let it slip through my hands and not realize where it's going. Yeah. Truer words have rarely been spoken. But Rob, what you said about personality, I got to come uh, with truth to that with this, that I don't like spending plans. I don't like feeling constrained. So for someone like me who'd rather go out and get a second job than really restrain myself, um, what, what do I do? Well, like how, how, how does this work for me? Yeah. Well, again, I think, you know, everybody needs to know where their money's going. And so it's less about first constraining yourself and more about just a picture of where's my money actually going. Cause I suspect that if you knew, you know, exactly where your money was going, you might be surprised. And mm. here's the reality is that the way we handle money is the clearest indicator into what we value. And mm. so what I want for somebody who says, I don't like the budget. I just want you to make sure that the story that your money management is saying or telling 
actually aligns with mo- with what's most important to you. And if it's not, then we've got to make some changes. And one of the only ways to make a change is to have a plan. But I think that, again, that plan needs to start with the why. It needs to be reflective of your personality. And it needs to build in those things you really enjoy. You know, if you're diets very rarely work because they're built on this idea that we're going to deprive ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they just don't last. And so we've, again, we've got to say, why am I doing this? Well, I want to be healthier, you know, whatever it is, the same is true with the, the God's resources. It all belongs to him. You and I are money managers of the King of Kings resources. That's a high calling. Our goal is faithfulness to whatever God has entrusted to us. And we can't be faithful in my view unless we have an accurate picture of where our money's going and unless we're making you know conscious and intentional decisions with regard to how we allocate it. And that's where the plan comes in. Rob West is our guest right now. He is the host of Faith and Finance Live, but more importantly, he is right now the host of Faith and Finance Chat on yeah. 88.9 Moody Radio. So thank you so much for texting in your questions for Rob. And so, Rob, uh, this is what one of our listeners is wondering. She says, my husband and I are in our early to mid to late 50s. <laughs> I'm going to say <laughs> 50s. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what is the best way to invest extra savings money? It's around 50000 Is it CDs? Is it retirement? Is it something else? We're running a little behind on saving for retirement. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it depends. Um, but let me just kind of explain what I mean by that. Number one is I really want you to have an emergency fund of three to six months expenses. Uh, so that's the starting point. And, and I would assume when you say I've got 50000 savings, that would be included in this. So let's start by you figuring out, okay, what do we spend every month? And this goes back to what we were talking about earlier around your spending plan. Let's say it's 4,000 a month. All right. Then I'd love for you to have somewhere between 18 and, you know, uh, thousand or 4,000, 12,000 and 24,000 in savings. Uh, so let's carve that out, put that in an online savings account with FDIC insurance. You can get four and a half percent right now through an online bank and move it out of your checking account so it is earmarked for savings. It's only a, a ACH transfer away, so you can get it in a couple of days if you need it. Um, but at least it's earning interest, and it's there for the unexpected. Now, anything beyond that, so let's say in my example you put six months, that was 24000 so now we have 26000 left. If you guys are behind on retirement, if you have a company-sponsored plan, let's bump up your contributions And if that means your paycheck is smaller, which it will, and you don't have enough to cover your bills, well, now we can start supplementing out of that remaining 26,000 until it's all been moved into your retirement plan, because ultimately that's where we want it. We want it growing in a tax-deferred environment. That's going to usually come through your 401k or 403b. It may come through an IRA, but I would say anything that's not for your emergency fund, let's go ahead and get that into long-term savings. Okay. Well, Rob, you talk about having the emergency fund a lot. And I think uh, most people hear, this is Rob West and here's your spending plan and wow, 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 (laughs) wow. And then retirement, right? But I think that is a very important nugget that many people miss, the importance of having that emergency fund. Yeah. Let me explain it this way. I got a call from a listener uh, in November. She said, Rob, I was listening, started listening to the program about a year ago. 
I really hadn't heard these principles before. I was in debt, credit card debt. I didn't have any emergency funds. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. And so I've been working to get out of debt. I've got all my credit card debt paid off. She said, to the month that I reached my six months expenses in emergency savings, I lost my job. I didn't see Mm -hmm. it coming. That was the way I was able to weather the storm. She said, but there's more to the story. She said, actually, after I lost my job, I really started praying about what God had for me, and I really felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me that I was supposed to go and become a long-term missionary overseas. Well, I never would have been able to hear the prompting or the leading of the Lord if I didn't have that savings because my financial situation wouldn't have allowed me to entertain that idea. She said, I want you to know, and this was in November, she said, I want you to know in January, I'm leaving to go become a full-time missionary. Mm. And she said, I believe it was because I got my financial house in order that I was even able to hear and follow it's prompting in my life. And, you know, I think that's just a great example of why we need our financial house in order, why we need the savings. The storms of life will come. The unexpected comes. That's how we get through it. And we don't ever want money to get in the way of what God is doing in our lives. Wow. That is incredible to even think about our lives in that way and to get ahead of things instead of being uh, in a situation where we're just reacting to some of the emergencies that come up. And and that's what you're teaching us, that type of financial responsibility. So regardless of our personalities, we got to know <laughs> what's going on with that's our finances. <laughs> yeah. And Rob, just as we're wrapping up here with you, just uh, you always have just quick words of wisdom. If you could like sum up in one sentence for somebody who's just tuning in right now to have a little bit more success in 2024, financially speaking, and for the kingdom, what would that advice be? Well, that advice is that we're going to do a budget makeover with Tabby, and it's going to be awesome, (laughs) and she's going to chronicle the whole story, and we're going to, no. Uh, Listen, you know, I think the starting point is to say, and here's what Larry Burkett would say, and this, I'm talking to myself just like I'm talking to you. The, The way we handle money is the clearest indicator into what's going on in our lives spiritually. We might say, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Well, here's the reality is it's that tangible daily expression of what we value and where we've placed our trust. You know, if you pull up your financial account on the computer today, because nobody uses a checkbook anymore, it's going to tell a story about what's most important to you. And the question is, am I happy with that story? Does it truly reflect my values and priorities as a Christ follower? And so we've got to start there. And then we've got to develop plans, and those plans have to fit into how God has wired us in terms of how we implement them. Because some of us are spenders, and some of us are savers, and some of us have been blessed with the gift of giving, and some of us it's more hospitable and hospitality. We like to we give and share with others, and you know that's okay. These are all God's fingerprints on our lives. But as a part of that, we need to find out how we can be faithful in this area of money management. And I would say some sort of spending plan that works for you has got to be a part of that if you're ever going to be truly effective in managing God's money the way he intended for you.